Listener Production. From geek cups to sippy cups, these boys fill them all. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Happy Thursday to you and a big happy return to our wonderful producer, Bron. G'day, Bron. Hello. Oh, Bron, taking a couple of days off. Now you're back red hot as well. I honestly thought you'd gone to the jungle, Bron. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly <laughs> thought you'd got the call up. Chris Brown had been on the blower. He'd been listening to the Brondezvous mm-hmm. interviews and thought we need to get this hot celeb out in South Africa. I'd be fine in the jungle. I like camping. I don't... All these celebrities, oh, I can't handle... You'd be fine. <laughs> no, nah, no. As soon as I have to start eating snake testicles or something, I'm oh, done. And I also fine. don't want to be bitten by mosquitoes. That's actually the biggest thing. Yeah. I, could, I could eat all of the mm. different stuff. It's just the... It's And I can put my arms in vats of cockroaches. It's literally just mosquito bites. Yeah. That I couldn't handle. Well, I couldn't have been in the jungle because they're not announcing it until I think this Sunday is when it happens. Oh, Matt, you going? Mate, I usually there's I'm usually part of the rumor mill, but not this time. Mm. Who do you reckon, Bron? You although to be fair, you have asked me several times, and you know that I work here. I'm like, Bron, I have to work with you. How can I be in the jungle this year? I don't believe it's you. I've got okay. two theories about yep. who I think it is. Number one. Hannah Ferrier from Below Deck. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's on Below Deck Med. Oh, <laughs> yeah. She played a big part in Below Deck. Yeah. Med. Okay. This is interesting. Oh, boy. I thought it also could relate to Daniel Duty because the clue was about like something about the high seas. And who? then him and Daniel Duty, who is the producer. Uh, Who's Daniel Duty? He's like a news, a, like roving reporter for Studio 10. Him and Hannah did a did the love boat together on Channel 10. But I'm friends with Daniel. I messaged him. He said it wasn't him. Oh, well, that's what he well, would say. <laughs> no, of course I he said that. I did believe his, why he's not going to be on there. But I think it's Hannah. And then I also think it's Cam, which I already said before, from Married at First Sight from a few years ago. Oh. Um, I just want to Did Jules tell that. you that in that interview and you had to chop it out? She did tell me that she would think he'd be good in the jungle, which I took uh. to mean... He's going to be in the jungle. Oh, well, who knows whether your predictions will be true. Only time will tell. But right now, we've got a jungle of our own. Do you know who's going to win the Grand Prix in Melbourne? Bron, can you tell us that one? I just love Daniel Ricciardo. Well, he's not in it anymore. Well, I don't care then. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, there's a... Bronstradamus uh, giving you her <laughs> tips today as we go towards the weekend. We've got a big show to get through before that, Matt. We sure do. I'm going to be blowing your mind with a mind-blowing fact, I hope. Also, I've been hitting the streets, Alex Dyson, for a little surprise update on something, and I'll fill mm. you in very shortly. It will be something that you shall be very interested in. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex all day breakfast. You ever owned a metal detector, Alex Dyson? Have I ever owned a metal detector? I feel like Ian Dyson would be well known down the metal detector shop. Mate, mate, Ian Dyson, my dad, has picked up many a thing from the Warnable Beach, but all the eyes. Remember, he was going into, he was going in for a body surf one day, mm. right? Wandering in. Got one fin on, like a flipper, going in the water. I'm like, what, what, when you lose your, lose your fin? He's like, nah, I found this one on the beach. <laughs> 
So yeah, he doesn't oh need a metal detector for God. that, mate. The metal detector would have missed it. No metal in that. Oh, rubber. Oh, the metal detectors are one of those things that I used to think growing up that would be the coolest thing to be able to just comb the beach, just scour it for dropped yeah. coins. Imagine the treasures you could find. Yeah. But much less like the allure of becoming a magician, you age out of it pretty quickly. <laughs> You start thinking. And in fact, that pendulum <laughs> swings well into the opposite direction. Yeah, but no slight on people with metal detectors because they're the ones laughing. All the way to the bank. You know? I know. I've spent a couple of days down the beach this uh, this passing summer and, you know, the people have walked around. I see them in the afternoons and I think maybe it's time to relive that dream now that I'm older, now that I can afford a metal detector, because I tell you what, did you see well, this what story? Do you mean? What do you mean afford a metal detector? Mate, you're out of pocket for two weeks and then suddenly the coins start rolling in. <laughs> That's right. The ROI on a metal detector. You may as well replace Daryl Kerrigan talking about this, you know, this radar detector <laughs> with the metal detector. Just paid for itself. <laughs> yeah, it's a self-source input, isn't it? <laughs> Hey, money just oozing out of it and into your pockets. No, did you hear about this uh, man down in Victoria's Golden Triangle, okay? This is an area that stretches between Ballarat, Bendigo, and St. Arnaud. St. Arnaud. Arnaud? Arnaud? St. Arnaud. Okay. Now, here's this. How's this? Right, this There's story a big gold comes... rush there a few years ago. Well, yeah, it hasn't stopped because according to news.com.au, the proprietor of Lucky Strike Gold... In Geelong, a Mr. Darren Camp. Wait, Lucky Strike, what business is that? They're like a uh, a gold, what are they prospecting? called? No, prospecting equipment retailer. Right? <laughs> okay. Lucky Strike Gold is a whole shop dedicated to this. I can understand that in Ballarat. You've got Sovereign Hill there. It's got the, you know, the Goldfields well, Museum. Yeah, it's a big business. And guess, check this out. Darren's just sitting in the shop. Some guy walks in with a backpack on, mm. pulls a rock out of his backpack, a huge rock, drops it in Darren's hands, says, do you reckon there's $10,000 worth of gold in it? All right. This is a quote from Darren. It says, as soon as it hit my hand, I said, try 100000 mate. Right? As soon as he saw it, this is a life-changing piece of gold, he said. What? His jaw dropped as soon as he touched it. Right? So this guy has just been out and about with his metal detector, an amateur prospector. Yeah. Right? Out with a budget metal detector, discovers a 4.6 kilogram rock where he is to the tune of $240,000. That's like the Welcome Stranger. That's the name of the big old nugget down at Sovereign Hill. Man, can you believe? I mean, I used to like, they always take you on those. 240K. They always take you on those gold panning like trips when you're in school and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Get the pans, man. Get me the detector. Jeez. I know. So who knows? There might still be a little bit of <laughs> still out there. You know what I'm saying? That welcome stranger that you're talking about, mm. 72 kilogram gold nugget found near Molyagul, 1869, now worth about $6.8 million. So to all the metal detectorists out there. Oh, I should say the metal detectives out there. Yes, much better. <laughs> much, much better. To all the metal detectives out there, keep on digging. Yep.
you'll get to the other side one day. I want the metal detectives of Australia to act like Matt O'Kind when he's said a faux pas in a conversation and just keep digging. You keep <laughs> digging down. I mean, Matt never strikes gold in those situations, but uh, <laughs> it's the action that we require of you. Well, Alex Dyson, after our chat last week about dating apps, got me thinking, you know. Mm-hmm. I made a few promises on this podcast and I got to start delivering the goods. That's interesting because Matt, it says on the little rundown of this podcast here that Matt has an update. Because I always, and I guess can only date up, like you can't get below this. And so (laughs) I date up and Matt has an update. (laughs) Uh, Yep. It can only go one way when you're rock bottom. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, that's right. There's no rat dogs flying high. Um, you're usually on the floor in the sewers. Yeah. yeah teaching Ninja way. Turtles. <laughs> so, look, Dyson, no, I don't, why would I be? I don't want to be mean. You are prime. It's actually the opposite, Daiso. Mm. You are like prime goods right now. Wag you. You're you saying are, I have marbled fat. Is that what you're saying you, to me? You are tender, <laughs> all right? Buttery, melt-in-your-mouth kind of styles at the moment. Mate, you're red hot. So uh, we want to give you the best possible opportunities. And it killed me. It broke my heart to know that you. Look. A celebrity. <laughs> that is. Of the C or D grade. <laughs> We're not being recognised yep. by Raya. Let's 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 compromise there. We'll call it a D plus or a C minus. Okay, <laughs> it's a pass. Whatever it is, it's a pass. I don't know. Do Threes I even want to? Can degrees. we? Can we do a talk back? Can I get any other wingman than Matt O'Kind? Because I've seen your track record, and you're not that good on your own. <laughs> I don't know how you'd go with someone else. So I was thinking. I, I, look, listen. I know what you're going to tell me, and I'm not singing Ja Rule. Okay. I'm telling you, it works every time. Those hips, those eyes. Are. I defy anyone to not sing Especially when you're getting down and dirty. Um, everyone except my partner Belinda. That is so. <laughs> Still regret that moment. No, Dice, <laughs> I want to give you the best chance. So mm. what I've done is hit the streets with the with the help of producer Bron. What? And gotten you some referrals from some other big dogs <laughs> of the Australian industry. I mean, no one at Raya is just going to say yes to you, yeah. as in like they're not going to give you approval for their highly celebrated platform, mm. right, without a little bit of an endorsement. I didn't get let in during uni to the Intersection Cafe, um, also known as INSEES. The only person ever refused entry to there, <laughs> given my, my state. So a, an organisation such as the class <laughs> of this particular online social exclusive platform, there's no way I'm getting through those doors. If That's... I can't get in to a place that just sells dodgy dim sims. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, look, I thought I'd hit the streets, call up some favours from some friends and get you a an endorsement worthy of international acclaim. Sam Mack here, Australia's 14th most popular TV weatherman. I wholeheartedly endorse this campaign to have him verified on Raya. And together, if we all work hard on this, we can help Alex find his little Raya of sunshine. You're welcome. You can use that pun. Hello, Veronica Milsom here. Alex Dyson, my good friend, should be accepted onto Raya because he's actually a very fancy man. Christian Hall here. Uh, most people know me from my OnlyFans because, you know. Out of the two of you, Alex, I think I've been told by more people that your penis is a lot bigger. <laughs> uh, so I don't know why you're on the waiting list still. Tom Tilly here, longtime friend and admirer of Alex Dyson, particularly for his dating stories, in fact. He's had some absolute corkers over the years and quite frankly, who would want to see the end of those? So please let him on Raya. Abby Chatfield here, and I think Alex should absolutely be on Raya. Maybe Matt could um, wingman or something, or Matt could get on and then give us two referrals. So can you both please try so we can get on? Thank you so much. Shookers, boys. <laughs> wow. See, I mean, who would reject you after that? Um, maybe an app that needs actual phone contact referrals of people who are already using it. No, I mean, there were some big names. Veronica Wilson uh, called you a fancy man. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a follow-up. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for a punchline or something. I know, same. <laughs> I, was, I was like, well, that was brief. Um, <laughs> you could have summed that up in 25 well, words or less. I suppose, I suppose that's the most accurate re- referral of my loving of all. <laughs> that was brief. <laughs> Very brief. Well, there you go. We wish you all the best. I'm still, I'm going to knock on doors. Uh, I'm going to make it happen. And just like I'm sending Bron to the Logies, I'm getting you on Raya. All right. Well, I'm on the thing now, refreshing. I'm still on the wait list, mate. So we'll Ooh. wait and see if this works. Okay. We might need some more help. <laughs> to be continued. Well, prepare your Chernobyl lead sarcophagus. It's time for Mind Blown. Blown away. Yes, that's right. This is a segment in which I attempt to blow your mind with a fact that I've learned throughout the week. Now, Alex Dyson, this one delves into the topic of pregnancy. Oh, now that still blows my mind. I know. One day you'll you'll get a time to do the sex thing. <laughs> um, so don't worry. It It'll blows happen. my mind that people like each other to, other to touch their <laughs> pee-pees and wee-wees together. Okay, so look. <laughs> I'm sorry, one that's of the... <laughs> what the was... librarian in Seinfeld calls it one time. Okay, look. Not my own idea. <laughs> so here's the thing. I remember back in the day um, when I was quite young, maybe oh, I would have been seven or eight years old or whatever. Um, eight years post-birth. 
Yep, and my mum used the term, and I'm and I'm still actually not even uh, sure whether it's a politically correct term anymore. Mm. But they were discussing someone, I believe it was one a celebrity's child, and okay. mum said, "Oh, you know, they're a test tube baby, right?" Okay. Now, test tube baby being the phrase that was used for IVF children right. who were born via IVF. Okay. 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 Now. I, at the time, I look back on that and I'm like, was that inappropriate at the time? Or it was quite a naive sort of statement to make. And then I thought, I wonder how, what IVF was like back then. Cause this would have been early nineties, right? Mm -hmm. So then I was just Googled like, how long have we been doing IVF as yep. a society? Cause now so many people do. I mean, I know yeah. so many friends are doing it. And is that when the, the sperm and egg are conceived outside of the body and then once it's up and going in your, in your Implanted pop and- Implanted um, into the womb, yes. Yep. Exactly. Uterus or I don't, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> so I should know about female anatomy and I don't. So anyway- <laughs> Um, are, all, are they the same thing? Yeah, anyway, I think they're pretty, pretty <laughs> okay well now. Um, so yes, that is, that is correct. Right. And now so many people do like, I've got, you know, friends go through several rounds. It's very mm. expensive. It can be a high pressure thing and, and, you know, emotionally very draining for people, but it is very much a part of a lot of people's journeys and Absolutely. that's quite, you know, exciting for people. When is it, it going to be subsidized a little bit? I have no recently? idea. Um, but that might, that may have been news. But anyway, the point of this, my oh, no, freezing is, eggs, I think is going to be subsidized. When Sorry. I Googled it. So the person who is very much considered to be the first human to have been born via IVF mm. was born on the 25th of July, 1978. Mm. She's like younger than my sister. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I just can't believe that it was that recent. That this has, and now it's just like an absolutely everyday part of people's pregnancy journey. So that blew my mind. Um, you don't reckon? Oh, if you'd said like 1998 or something, <laughs> that's, like, I would, I would have my mind blown. But you don't think you, 1978 you think... is pretty recent? Bronze shaking her head. I I thought that's quite late. Yeah, I, I that's thought old. the mind blowing. What do you mean? That... I thought it was going to be in the fifties at least, no, like sixties. I, I thought the mind blowing fact was I can't believe it was that long ago that we did that. Uh, <laughs> mild, mild, wrong. I just thought well, that like when the uh, lady in the room has the exact opposite <laughs> thoughts of mind blowingness to you, Matt. Well, I guess I, I guess you're mind blown, but just for the opposite reason. Yeah. Oh my Tibet. god. It, yeah. <laughs> I thought it would be like a. It happened in the, you know, late '80s, and they perfected yeah. it in the '90s or yeah, something. Yeah, we did that without computers back then, mm. Matt. Like. <laughs> well, it was 1980 in Australia. Candace Thumb, Nay Reed, was Ooh. born third in the world, so we were leading. Damn. Anyways, who, what, the, is, what? What? Bronze, bronze medal. Well. Well, we were like, oh yeah, I thought you were talking about bronze still. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Bronze. <laughs> <laughs> I was confused as well. <laughs> like, what, why does Bron have a medal? Um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh. And look, Alex Dyson, we usually like getting your mind-blowing facts. Are you listening? Uh, on at matt.n.alex. And I, DMs are always open, so slide mm. on in and just send us a voice recording of your favourite fact that you've heard, you know, this week. Mm. 
But that is the best way to get to us if you don't know us or you aren't currently in the meeting listening to the show being recorded, which our audio producer, Link Kelly, is. G'day, Link. Hey, guys. you got a mind-blowing fact for us. You've got a mind-blowing fact, yeah. I heard a story once that a guy was building schools in Borneo and they couldn't figure out, just kids had no birth certificates, who was school age and who wasn't. So they figured out if you get your right hand, put it over the top of your head and touch your left ear, if you're under five or six, you can't do that. And and that what? works for everyone. That's it. A child under five or six or under school age years can't reach over their head and touch their opposite ear with their hand. Because that's pretty easy for me to do, Link. I'm I mean, Googling I'm not trying to brag this. or anything, but that is... If you're under five or six, there's something for you when you get home, Matt. Yeah, well, Matt, you've got a four-year-old at home. Wait, Oi, Sophia. hold on. Where, yeah, where did you get this? I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> he looked honest. Okay. <laughs> um, I am not finding any facts to back this up, Link. I, I found some articles about it. Really? What are you writing? What are you Googling? Arm over head test under five <laughs> in Google. <laughs> And you're finding it arm overhead. Well, I know as you grow up, your bones start fusing. You start with about 300 bones. It goes down to about 200. Is there something to do with the way that your uh, your body's distributed that stops it happening? I stopped listening because I had my hand over my head touching my ear. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much. Look, there is some there is some information that states that if he can't touch his ear, he is probably... Under mm. five. Mm. Um, oh wow! I think this this requires a little bit more investigation. Oh, Matt but it's a is, good wants to dish point. out a uh, mild, mild, grown. It's a bit too vague for me. I, I need <laughs> a little bit more crystal clear facts, Link. But gosh, <laughs> you've given me some research to do. Thank you very much. Well, you might have to rescind your uh, your groan should Sophia struggle to get get the hand over the head. I'm reading more about this now. The pediatric arm function test. Oh, no, that's something different. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, right now I can hear you listening and reaching your hand to your ear and pulling out your headphones because, yes, (laughs) you've correctly identified it is the end of another episode of All Day Breakfast. Thank you very much for hanging out with us once again this week. It has been a lot of fun. And we're going to be back with another big ep tomorrow. Yeah, well, join us then. And in the meantime, if you've got any questions or answers to any of our questions, <laughs> please get, get in touch with us at matt.n.alex. And we're going to have to have everyone who's got a kid under five test this out now. I know. I've got to get Sophia to do it. I'm sure I've seen her stand like that. When you've been talking to her, you're sure you've seen her with her hands over her ears. All right, that's enough. We're uh, out of here. <laughs> Bye-bye. See ya. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.